Hello, and welcome to the Attribution Marketing Podcast, where we help businesses, brands, and entrepreneurs get more out of their marketing and advertising spend. On today's episode, we have Paul Darival. Paul is a visionary executive with 20 plus years starting, running, and growing multiple software companies. Paul is on a mission to build the type of company everyone wishes that they worked for. And as a CEO and co-founder of NinjaCat, he is well on his way to achieving that. Paul, thank you so much for being here. How are you? I am doing terrific. Thank you for that amazing intro. I, I practiced it day and night. I hope I nailed it. So <laughs> You're a good way to do. Perfect. Yeah, if you would, just break down your story. How did you get into this position as a CEO and co-founder of NinjaCat? Just walk us through some of those uh, software projects that might have uh, been part of your past. How far back should I go here? I'll try to make a, a long story longer. My quick uh, background is um, you know, a lifelong entrepreneur. I started a web design company when I was 16 and then got acquired when I was 18. And hey, nice talk, I'll fancy some big acquisitions. It was enough for me to uh, go out and purchase a Mustang. But as an 18-year-old boy, you can imagine that's probably as high of a, a bar of success I, I probably had in mind. That set me off on a journey to just continue to build companies and especially in the web area where I went from web design to web application. So that was my passion, building web applications. And I, I've done many projects over the years. Prior to NinjaCat, I was the co-founder and CTO of a company called Easy Facility, basically an all-in-one SaaS platform for health and fitness clubs to help them manage their entire business online, everything from membership, billing, payments, web-based point-of-sale system, field scheduling, web scheduling, trainer payroll, truly the one platform you needed if you were running a, a gold gym, a YMCA, a yoga studio. So did that from 2003 to 2009, and then we got acquired by a company called Constellation Software. Stayed on with them. And then by the way, I ended up here at NinjaCat was I actually made some angel investments. One of those was into uh, a very small startup agency. There's two guys that were building a digital marketing agency focused on helping automotive dealers specifically drive more leads and sell more cars. And my passion, my background is software. That's, that's what I love. I said, I'll take the call. I'm not really you know, interested in or, or know too much about the agency business, but uh, I'll take the meeting. And what caught my attention was in that meeting in their pitch deck, they showed me that they had built some uh, proprietary technology, two parts, one, two for ad creation technology that would go to another do this website, find out what inventory they had online. And if they had like a, a 2010 uh, used Honda Civic in real time, it would go out to Google and create an ad for that 2010 Honda Civic. I thought that was pretty neat. And the other piece of proprietary technology they built was dashboards, dashboards that would help them offer more transparency to to the auto dealer clients and, and helping them answer the story of here as an agency, here's what we did for you. Uh, here's the impact it had on your business. And uh, also answer the questions why you should not only continue doing business with us, but why you should do more. Look at all these high-performing campaigns that have room to increase spend and you know let's spend more. So that's what caught my attention and maybe make a, a small angel investment into the agency. Long story short, building an agency is hard. And especially the auto dealer size, especially going back to 2012, convincing them to invest in digital marketing versus traditional is, is a hard switch at that time. So we were getting traction. We had a, a handful of dealers, but in an event was a competitive agency that actually wanted to try to poach one of our agency clients, these dealers, and saw our dashboards and reached out to the team and said, would you consider white labeling those dashboards to us? And that was a light bulb moment of, 
Okay, one of our challenges is like the agency spaces is so saturated, so competitive, right? You have agencies of all different sizes from the holding co's to the mid-market agencies to the VSBs, the solopreneurs out there slinging PPC and SEO services on the side. And, and in reality, we were competing with everybody. So it was a, a light bulb moment of, okay, exciting industry, very competitive. And who makes money in a goal? The guy or the gal selling the pickups. So instead of fighting with everyone, what if we became arms dealer? And so to compete as an agency, at a bare minimum, we ditched the ad creation technology and found the highest value was really in client reporting. One of the biggest challenges agencies face is just proving value to their customers so that they can uh, better retain uh, and expand within them. And we said, all right, let's put laser beam focus in our business to helping agencies, first and foremost, client reporting, help them prove value so they can better retain and expand their clients. And let's be the best in the world at that first and foremost, with a grander vision that over time, we would help with the other jobs that need to be done within the agency space. So those different jobs to be done is from a marketing analytics standpoint, first and foremost is report to their clients. The other things they need to do from a marketing analytics standpoint is monitor, right? Make sure that they're hitting client targets, whether it's budgets, ROAS goals, phone calls, conversions, whatever it might be, and then analyze and optimize. Help them explore this data, hopefully under some useful insight that's going to help them make a better decision. So that's been the evolution. It's been about a, an eight-year journey. Historically, we were bootstrapped to the bones until October of last year, we raised our first uh, institutional round of $26 million that's um, helping bring that whole grand vision to life. So very recently, in addition to our superpower today, which is client reporting, stunning dashboards, PDFs, and PowerPoints, and being able to deliver those at scale. Uh, recently, we've introduced uh, a new monitoring module with the ability to set you know, targets on entry and enemy channels, see how you're pacing, get alerts, essentially catch them before the fire there. And we're doing some really advanced stuff now on the ability to not only ingest uh, and transform the data for use in our system, but also some data pipeline stuff where you just might have other needs to get your, your data back into some other system, whether it's an order management system or you need to get this data into Tableau, which is typically a different user persona doing that. Let me explore this data versus our primary customer is really that client success team member at an agency or media company who's less about data exploration and more about data storytelling, that client report use case. That's the grand vision and we're making great progress on bringing that complete vision to life here. That was a, a mouthful and quite the story. Congrats on the raise by the, <laughs> congrats on the raise, by the way. I think you guys are, are well on the way. So you touched on a lot of points there, but I think yeah. you know, what under, underpins it all is really this uh, notion of data collection and what to do with it and where the insights are. I think in today's day and age, everybody has access to the data in some way. They might not know how, but they're generating the data, I guess is my point. So my question to you is, what is that sort of important data that people should focus on? I realize that question might be different for each client, each use case, but what are maybe the, the top three or five areas that people should be focused on if they were to come into NinjaCat and say, I'm, I want to look at X, Y, and Z. What is that X, Y, and Z that's the universal uh, measuring stick that most people should keep their eye on. Yeah. Again, the context of most people, why they come to NinjaCat, it's an agency or a company that wants to prove value to their customers. Whatever their client's goals are, they should just be providing a data story that's digestible and understandable to that client. So it definitely varies from client to client. And we have agencies that have thousands of clients under them, each with their own unique goals. 
So I think more broadly, it's, it needs to be holistic, right? There's so many of these data silos across all these different channels and tactics from we're talking search and social and DSPs and call tracking providers and uh, shopping system. So one of the superpowers of NinjaCat is wherever this marketing data lives and in, in all the different silos, we can ingest that data, wrangle that data, harmonize it, normalize it so that you can tell any data story you want. So if you're working with auto dealer, your story is going to be more about hopefully a push report like a PDF or PowerPoint because they never log into dashboards, but some type of data story that says, here's everything we did for you. Here's the impact it had on your business. Here's why you should continue doing uh, business with us and more business with us. So that that's be from uh, holistically, right? You're driving for, for an auto dealer, you're driving phone calls, you're driving in-store visits like map views. We want to help make sure the agencies get credit for everything they're doing, the, the major conversions and those micro conversions like map views and such. So no, no standard set of what metrics, what data, because again, in, in our use case, it's who's your client, what are their goals, make sure you're being holistic and capturing all the data points to tell that holistic story, right? Because all these channels influence each other and, and have a story to tell of how, they're, how they are and influence each other. And the only other goal I would say or suggestion is to keep it simple, right? Don't provide data vomit to customers. Don't overwhelm them with meters and gauges that they don't understand. Just what are the client's goals and how can you best wrangle this data and, and make it a simple data story? Okay, fair point. It depends on the use case. So I thought you might take it there. Maybe we'll ask the, the inverse of that. For folks that are not with NinjaCat or maybe somebody who, who just came on board, what are the what are the mistakes that they might've made or somebody who's really struggling with this before they come to you? What are these common areas where these people are getting the data wrong, or not tracking conversions or keeping their eye in the wrong area? What are some of those pain points that you see that people are really facing these days? Yeah, the biggest pain point I see is just getting the data right across all these different channels and how are you doing your naming schemes across everything and how are you properly setting up all your UTM parameters and stuff so that you can properly aggregate, if you will. So dirty data, garbage in, garbage out. So the biggest mistake we see is not planning upfront of how your data should be structured so that when you do need to report on it, you have a way to tie all these different campaigns and tactics together. So that's definitely one, one piece of advice I would say is garbage in, garbage out, and you have to plan ahead because so often customers come to NinjaCat and they didn't plan upfront. And thankfully we have uh, data wrangling capability where you're like, all right, you didn't have a consistent naming scheme, but we have advanced uh, regular expression filtering stuff that can cleanse through this data, but it could have been easier if, if uh, there was some thought and strategy put upfront into naming schemes, ETM parameters and such. Yeah, fair point. I think a lot of times people have almost a layered approach to it rather than a holistic approach. So they'll launch campaign number one in January and then March, a different person or different department does something. And then the next month they do the next thing. And there's no real yeah. uh, communication across all those UTMs, all the naming conventions, like you mentioned. Yeah. Fair point. I think garbage in, garbage out applies to just about everything these days and, and data is no exception. Here's a big one for you. I think everybody is concerned and dealing with the deprecation of third-party cookies and, and Apple is doing away with or making it more difficult for apps to share that marketing data. People are opting out. Talk us through how NinjaCat might help customers or how people in general can maybe transition into a first-party ecosystem or get the best uh, of what's available to them if they still rely on third-party. How are you coaching people through this transition, if at all? Yeah. 
So we ourselves are not in the necessarily the multi-touch attribution solving that problem, which becomes harder and harder as these uh, walled gardens get more walled and as the market evolves with the new security standards in place. Really what NinjaCat does at the end of the day is whatever changes Facebook is going to make, uh, we're going to make those available to you inside NinjaCat. But the other thing that is important, as I said, alluded to at the beginning uh, of the question was just becoming more first-party data-oriented. We definitely encourage that and start ingesting data from first-party as much as you can into your marketing systems. And the evolution of, of privacy, I think it's a good thing. And the impact on, on marketing and looking at things by like cohorts and segments of data, I don't think it's the end of the world. But those that are really trying to get dialed in on uh, user journey and multi-touch attribution, that problem is just getting harder to solve. Fair point. Yeah, I think it's a challenge. And I think people are, are scared. But in the reality, it's like there's tools provided by Facebook, Google and the rest of the ecosystem and Apple's going to do what they're going to do. The bottom line is you got to get your energy into the best of what's available and leverage it the best that you can. But if you're completely relying on third party tracking, you're going to be in trouble. So it's time to step that up, get the right tools in place and re retool how you're thinking about things so that you're not you don't have the rug pulled out from underneath you one of these days. Yeah. Fair point. Everybody's dealing with this stuff. So it, it always helps to get your opinion on that. One more follow-up on, I think, that answer. And that's in regards to how people or how businesses and brands are starting to ask for like an opt-in. I've been predicting that you used to go to Best Buy. You go look at all the TVs. When you look at one and don't buy it, okay, they're going to remarket to you with a, a remarketing ad and follow you around to get you to come back and buy the TV. Some of that is going to struggle going into the future. So my question to you is, do you predict that brands might put their offer, their product, their service behind an opt-in? Say, join the Best Buy store, leave your email to see our inventory. Do you think that stuff is coming or not? I think that's already here. And only accelerating as a result. I agree. So I think an interesting paradigm, even the small folks, the Shopify t-shirt companies still need to give people that top of funnel conversion, get them into their universe, build that community, and then leverage marketing instead of relying on Google and Facebook to essentially be doing that for you. Yeah. I, I think earlier in one of your answers, you had talked about building transparency and trust in the data and things like that. So I'm hoping you could talk us through maybe in the internet marketing space, a lot of people can get away with impression data or click-through rates. And there's a lot of phantom metrics out there that, that don't actually drive conversion or, or drive revenue. So mm -hmm. how, can, how, how does NinjaCat help those folks really dial in to the critical KPIs? Maybe what's that almost like an onboarding, you guys might not offer this, but a setup process to help people focus and organize that data into the right metrics, make sure they're tracking what really moves the needle for the business. Do you guys help people focus in that way? We do. As part of our onboarding, our, our agencies typically have that expertise, know what they want to achieve. We provide a platform that enables them to pull off you know, any type of data story they want. But as part of our professional services on onboarding, we do often on let's get away from vanity metrics. What are the actual things that we can do that offer real value and help them dial that in, whether it's more conversion oriented, phone calls, calls greater than you know, a certain duration. And yeah, but we're all about getting away from the trend of, of vanity metrics and getting into to real conversions, real return on ad spend type metrics and getting all the data needed to tell the real impact on the story. But it does, our platform serves so many clients from the 
the smallest local businesses that are in a couple of channels to some of the biggest brands in the world out there. And some of them are lead gen focused, some of them are account focused, some of them are like us or ABM focused. For us in, in our own ABM journey, we're tracking so many things as it applies throughout the funnel from you know awareness, percent of new accounts of, of sites and sessions. And some of those things are very important top of funnel and then we go you know and optimize down the funnel in our measurement and optimization around engagement like how many of our target accounts are engaged and things like pages per session these things do matter as you're trying to optimize further down to then the conversion and how many marketing qualified leads are we getting and how many sales accepted what's our mql sal conversion rate and then all the way down to the very specific outcomes of how many accounts are in our pipe what's our average close ratios with ninjacat we're able to tie into all the different systems, right? All the campaigns that are run at the awareness level, all the way into where those outcomes are being tracked for us in Salesforce and visualize and tell the story of what's happening at each layer of the funnel. But as I said, it's for us, we are very ABM and enterprise uh, focused marketing. So that's how we measure our own data. But for our agencies and media companies, they have all different types of clients and really we'll, we'll guide them based on who's the client and what are their primary goals Excellent. So only two more questions for you here. You guys are obviously sitting on a wealth of information, all types of different clients, different types of campaigns. My question yeah. to you is if you take a, a big step back and look at all that data, and you might not be able to answer this question, which is no big deal, but are you seeing any macro trends like, hey, in the B2B space, LinkedIn is performing much better than it was last year or worse, or Google ads have been three times more expensive than they were before the pandemic. Any big macro nuggets out there that people can take away after this podcast episode that you've been seeing in the data? I wish I could give you an answer on that. The answer is, yeah, we are sitting on over $4 billion worth of spend that flows through our system through around 100,000 plus advertisers. And leveraging that data and making it uh, available to our customers for some awesome benefits like benchmarking. How is my auto dealer doing in the Northeast location versus another auto dealer? And making surfacing those metrics and making them available is not something that is in our roadmap. Part of our investment was on the thesis of, wow, we have a group of data. There's uh, a ton of value that we can offer to our clients with that data benchmarking in some of the predictive stuff that we're working on as well. But we haven't put enough effort into categorizing the data that's sitting in our system to be able to identify those trends today as an active part of, again, the investment is to leverage that big data and make that stuff available to our customers. And then obviously as part of our marketing, we're planning to release reports on those trends that we see. So can't tell you today, but hopefully in a couple of months, we'll have all our data organized uh, our data scientists working on that. And uh, I'll have an answer and marketing reports uh, associated with that. A couple of months, this is software, a couple of months. It's a high priority, but there's some <laughs> incredibly exciting things that uh, are ahead of, of getting to that point. Okay, fair enough. So that was a perfect segue. I was going to ask, tell us what's on deck for Ninja Cat, what's in the pipeline for development. Obviously not the secrets, some of those cool nuggets that are coming down. That was part one of the question. And part two is, how can folks get in touch with NinjaCat if uh, the audience is interested in getting all those analytics and data organized and put together? How can they get in touch with you guys? Yeah, certainly. Near-term stuff that I can't discuss. One, we have a beta of a, a whole new, uh, modern, more friendly user interface that was just released last week that we're super excited about. Just released in out of beta into general availability, our new monitoring module with that. Again, I talked about it earlier, the ability to set a target on any metric in any channel, see how you're pacing, get email alerts if things are going off the rails. And then the thing I'm probably excited about 
most this year. They're all exciting projects, but Data Geek are just the ability to really wrangle this data. So there's some advanced data transformation capabilities coming into our product, leveraging things like uh, DBT, which any data science or data geeks out there know just the power of having a native DBT engine in our product to do advanced transformations of this data and calculations and such. So that we're working on to release here, ideally in Q3, we expect to have a beta of that out. That's some of the more short-term stuff. And then towards the end of the year, we're looking at uh, potentially some new mediums to deliver these data stories. Because what we found, at least in the agency and media company use case, is we have stunning dashboards. But the reality is we measure client engagement with dashboards, and we find that clients rarely log into them, right? No matter how cool and sexy these dashboards are, that local auto dealer, you know, hired an agency because they wanted white glove service. They don't want to have to go dig for data and again, see meters and gauges or data vomit as we call it. The, the best way to do that is some form of, to prove value at least, is a push methodology, PowerPoint or PDF with that effective digestible data story. We've helped our agency and media companies Dashboards are necessary. They offer that sense of comfort, transparency, their table stakes. You need them. We have embedded white label dashboards and we continue to innovate on those, but it's more impactful to do push reporting, a PDF or a PowerPoint, which is our superpower today. There's a new medium in addition to PDF and fully editable PowerPoints that we can generate, which is web presentations, which is essentially a link to go out via SMS or email to click. And it's like a dashboard, but it's more presentation format. Think like a slide share. So it's still a guided uh, data story that you're taking them through, but we get to do things that we can't do in like a PDF or a PowerPoint, like analytics. Do they open the report? What pages do they look at? Do they want to communicate back to the agency or media company? Like, yes, I want to increase my budget. So excited later in the year, we potentially may be releasing that new medium of delivering these data stories, which is web presentations. And then 2022 is where we get into the fancy AI uh, ML stuff that was part of this big capital raise we just did. Can't release all our plans or what it means, but just think more predictive type capabilities, actually some media mix modeling type capabilities in there and benchmarking of all that big data that we have. So that's the 2022 and beyond. Very ambitious. And thanks for that uh, breakdown. I think the machine learning and the insights piece, predictive piece is, is always huge because the CEO types out there just want you to net it out. Spend more mm -hmm. in California, less in New York. Fine. They'll push, <laughs> the, they'll push the button. But uh, if you send them 100 data points, they can't find that insight. They could, but they don't have the time to find it on their own. So you, netting it out is, is going to be a huge win for you guys. So last question here, where do folks go if they want to go sign up for some NinjaCat services to learn more about what you guys have to offer? Where can folks go? Yeah, our website, uh, www.ninjacat.io, and they can request a free demo, and we'll give you a full walkthrough of all of our capabilities and how we can help agencies, media companies, uh, or large multi-location businesses uh, achieve their outcome, which is hopefully uh, to better prove value so they can retain and expand their existing clients. Awesome. You heard it here first, folks. Thank you so much to Paul from NinjaCat. You should go check them out at ninjacat.io. This is the Attribution Marketing Podcast, signing off. <laughs>